Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. can face tomorrow because
How many say life is worth a living because he lives? Amen. Amen. I greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you happy to be here this morning? Amen. God bless you, Masango. Good to see you. Amen. Please give him a round of applause. Amen. Amen. Welcome. Just take your seat. Second. Am I audible? Oh, here and there. All right. Give us the give us the volume, Bazalwani. A round of applause for our musicians. Amen. They are such a, a fantastic job. Amen. So we appreciate that. Uh, normally we have, uh, because of movements, we've got brothers that are here in diaspora. Because of the movement, some from Congo, some moving from Congo, from Zimbabwe to South Africa. But I always have a high regard whenever they have left home and they arrive here. Then they tell me, uh, Pastor, I've arrived, I'm from Zimbabwe, I come under Pastor so-and-so, so that they become traceable. Amen. Amen. A human being must be traceable. Even the family, they will ask you, whose son are you? Because uh, uh, they say, uh, history reveals the mystery. If we know your history, then we understand your mystery. Amen. Now, so what I, I like about them is that when they leave home, before they leave, they tell sisters, they that sister, I will marry you when I come back. And then when they arrive here, uh, they don't forget the promises that they made back home. That's a, a man that sees weight. Are you with me? Amen. Um, not a, a toti that promises and comes over and forgets about everything back home. Uh, but a, a good man, when he made a promise, he goes back to keep the promise. Amen. So, I've got Brother Promise Ahadi here. Brother Promise Ahadi. He looks 19, but he's 25. Amen. Come to the fore, brother. Amen. Yeah. So when Brother Promise arrived here, he made some. They took Zamazam. It's not a Zamazam or Zamazam. Amen. Eh? Oh, yeah, he was hustling. Yeah. Then, but now there is some way he found a job. So he thought that he, because he, he had a lady on his mind, it's time that he, he brings a structure to his life. Amen. 
so uh, sister the sister arrived uh, a, a week or some weeks back uh, from Congo and I spoke to their people back home is sister Rosette Hope sister Rosette found a man that is too broke to impress his wife. <laughs> oh, let me correct, not wife, fiance. <laughs> uh, with a wife, you can say that. <laughs> but fiance, a man who will move mountains. Uh, amen. Now, uh, uh, the family that came with them, if they can just come to the fore, and just to confirm that we are not doing something that families are not aware of. Amen. Amen. Uh, Brother Grace, the family said you must represent to the brother. So the, this is the sister's family side. Amen. So you just give brother the brother, the mic. Yeah. Uh, brother, promise maybe if you can just introduce them for us. Amen. Shalom, saints. I'm so happy. Thank as you know, it's not easy you've been fighting. Many, many things we've been going through. But by God's grace, as you see, I'm standing with my fiancé. So happy. Uh, let me just introduce, as the pastor said, uh, the one you see that on the left side is my father-in-law, the one who is representing my father-in-law in Congo. He is my brother-in-law, like truly. The one who is following the wife of his friend. And as you see, on my right is Brother Grace, is, is representing my parents here. So, so I have to say then to thank you all for your prayers that you've been praying for us. 
And actually, I was surprised. I thought the fact that Jesus surprised me when my fiancé was coming. Uh, you know, from Congo to here, it's very far and it takes a long time to get here. Suddenly, when I got a message that the bus they were using got involved in a huge accident, I could not imagine. It was a certain Sunday that I, I got informed that your fiancé was involved in a huge accident where two people died at the same place. But her, God protected her according to his will. I thank you all. God bless you. God bless you, Shalom. Um, I'm the father to the boy here. That's it. God bless you. speak to the pastors back into back in their home country I always say sometimes it's not necessary to have a big wedding all right sorry so sometimes I tell them that it is not necessary to have a big wedding because they still need to set up here uh, so if if possible sometimes I say we can just uh, bless them and with the money that they could have used to invite a lot of people they can buy a few things and set up do, do you agree with that um, and so the pastors were quite amenable to that but I said to you, normally I need to announce them to the church first and after the church knows the bride then we can bless them than just to come and say, hey, brother, uh, promise is getting married to today. You're going to be suspicious. Where's the bride coming from? What are they hiding? So we always want to do things in a very transparent manner. Uh, amen. But we appreciate our young people when they take responsibility and do things in the right way. Do things in... The right way. Amen. We appreciate it a lot. Now, let's come to here uh, and maybe go to the scripture. Loosening the devil's grip is what I want to preach on. I think 15 minutes into the sermon, lights may go off and we may need to transit to a generator. 
They say we are at stage six, ne? Uh, stage? Amen. Ah, now we are at stage three of that pool. Amen. Ah, stage six is a number of a man, and there it's perfection. Or we are on stage seven, seven seal. Amen. Ah, now, let's, let's read in John 8, verse 36. If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Amen. Just give me a volume on the monitor. I like the version where it says, He that the Son sets you free, it's free indeed. Amen. 2 Corinthians, the 30th chapter, the 17th verse. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Do you believe that? Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, this morning, by your grace, as mortals, we approach your throne of mercy. Dear God, we can see in this dark and vile age, Lord, we see almost weekly, we see the spillage of blood, young people being wiped off through road carnage, some through alcohol poisoning. There's just so much that this world is going through. But dear God, in the midst of this chaos, I'm glad there is a place of refuge. And your name is a mighty tower. The righteous run into it and are saved. This morning, as believers, we took a moment to come here and to reflect, dear God, on our origin and where we are and where we are going. We realize there's coming a time where the soul has to leave the body. And at that juncture, when the soul leaves the body, it is at that point that how we have lived would matter most. And dear God, this morning as we come into this holy sanctuary, help us to appreciate the gravity of the moment and to know that we we are not here forever. But Lord, like a candlelight in the wind, our lives may be blown away at any time. We appreciate, we approach you with humility and with sincerity reminded of David of the old, who said, Lord, search my heart. And if you find anything unclean, take it out. It is my desire this morning, search my heart. And I believe it is the desire of every believer, search their hearts. If something is in the heart that should not be there, take it out, dear God. Lord, may we come where, dear God, you mold us and shape us. 
But one thing that we need and that we are yearning for is victory over the enemy. That one we can never be apologetic to. However way he shows up, we need to overcome him. And Lord, who are we to overcome Satan with over six years' experience? We can't do it, dear God. But the weight in you, the weight in us shall do it. That is why this morning allow the weight to have the preeminency in our hearts. We have opened our hearts this morning and say, speak to our hearts. And if there are matters that must be addressed, address them, dear God. If there are things that should fall into place, let them fall into place. If we need to repent, let's repent. However way you want us to do, we want to do exactly what you want us to do. Dear God, we are not here to impress one another. We are not here to look at one another. You are the main point of focus. That's why we want to commit the reading of the word to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly as you take your comfort of your seats for a couple of minutes as we will be speaking. Amen. Now, it was, uh, they call it an emancipation of the proclamation that was signed, I think it must have been in 1865. This was signed in America by Abraham Lincoln when he was uh, setting the slaves free. And they made a proclamation that on such and such day and on such and such time, when the sun rises, you are free. And Brother Branham, when he explains it, he says on that day, he says the stars, they went up on the mountain top. And it says the older men, they came all the way to the bottom of the mountain, and women and children were at the, at the or middle men, or men came to the middle of the mountain, and children and women were at the bottom of the mountain. And they were waiting for the rising of the sun, because the proclamation was saying, when the sun rises, you are free. Now, the youngsters wanted to be the first one to see the onset of the sun rising, and they went to the top of the mountain. And we are told, as he narrates it in that spoken way, he says, as soon as they begin to see the sunset, he says, the youngsters began to scream at the top of their voices, we are free. And he said, when they screamed like that, he said that sound reverberated down to the men on the middle of the mountain. They as well, although they could not see the sun, but they shouted, we are free. And it went all the way to the bottom of the mountain where children and as well as women were. And they as well screamed and said, we are free. Hallelujah. It was at the rising of the sun. You can imagine being in bondage having no rights, having no freedom of choice, but now, based on the provision from that time, you are free. So Brother Brenham says it, is, it happened exactly as well 
when the SOS, the SON rose. It says, we screamed at the top of our voices, we are free. And this morning we want to say, we are free. Uh, how many free people are here this morning? That's why I'm to speak on loosening the, the grip or, or loosening the devil's grip. Amen. How many believe Satan has got a grip? The world is under the grip of Satan. Now, Brother Brenda may praise in this as I open my subject this morning. He says in the prophet Elisha 73, he's in here. He says, Heavenly Father, then standing here, fine looking fellow, young fellow, standing here in the stature of young manhood. And Satan has come to him to tear up his home, break up his family, and drive this young man out into the world. But, oh God, who made the heavens and earth, who created all things through Jesus Christ, I come as your servant in a prayer of faith for this young man that he, just now he can have faith for himself because of his conditions. Are there times where you can have faith for yourself because of your conditions? He says, Lord, hear the prayer of your servant. And Satan is haunting at him and making his life a misery. But the Lord Jesus that set the maniac free that was far beyond this boy, you can make this boy well tonight. And Satan, you who bound him, you have escaped the psychiatrist. You have escaped the medical treatments. You can't escape the power of God. Come out of him in the name of Jesus Christ. Go from him. Now, when you look at this, you see the boy who was bound. He had come under, within the grip of Satan. And now, psychiatrists tried to, to help, but Satan was hiding. They gave him medical treatments, but the, those, the devil was hiding or escaped the medical treatments. But there is an assurance that he, as soon as he came into the presence of God, there are certain things that can never be hidden in the presence of God. Amen. Satan can never hide in the presence of God. Demons can never hide in the presence of God. They can hide from psychologists. They can hide from psychiatrists. They can hide from doctors. But as soon as it comes into the presence of God, the devil is exposed. Hallelujah. And once the devil is exposed, his grip is loosened. That's why I want to speak about loosening the devil's grip. Let me take you to a very unusual story that Brother Brenham narrated. It is unusual, but it achieved the results. And sometimes God does unusual things to achieve unusual results. 
sometimes he becomes very unorthodox in his approach to things. And this is one of the things where we saw how unorthodox God can do or deal with a man to release him from bondage. It is not message the greatest battle ever fought. 2 to 5 until 2 to 3 8. Brother Ram says, like Peter Cartwright went into a city. And said, Lord, Lord told me to come in here and have a revival. He rent an old storeroom and got in there and began to clean it up. And the big bully of the town, the pistol hanging on his side, walked it down. Some of them said, what's that guy doing down there? Said, he's a preacher. He's going to have a meeting, said. Well, he said, guess I'll just have to go down and throw him out in the street and run him out of here. That's all. We don't want no meetings around our place. So he goes there and stomped the door, and Peter Cartwright had his coat on, you know. He was just washing the windows and walls, and a little bitty fellow, you know, the old preacher laughed at him, you, you know, for eating chicken with his hands, which is the etiquette today, you know. So he was just washing the windows and fixing around. And the big bully walked over, pulled his coat back, and pistol hanging on his side, and said, what are you doing? said, oh, he said, I'm just washing windows. I, and just kept on washing the windows, you know. He had one purpose. He had one purpose. God told him to hold a revival. He had one purpose. God told him to hold a revival. Washing the windows on down. He said, we don't allow revivals around here. He said, oh, but the Lord told me to hold this revival. See, he just kept on out of his work. See, see? Well, he said, there's just one thing you have to understand. He said, I run this town around here. He said, oh, you do? He just kept on washing the windows, you know. He said, before you have a revival, you have to whip me first. That's the condition. You can't have a revival in this town. You have to whip me first before you can have it. He said, oh, I do that. I do. Well, I'll just do that next then. He just took off his coat, walked over there, reached by the collar, knocked him down on the floor, and jumped on top of him and said, I must fight if I should reign. Increase my courage, Lord. Pound the tar out of him. Said, have you got enough? He said, yes. He got up and shook his hand. And he got saved that night in church. Hallelujah. What is happening? This demon was a territorial demon. And did not want the preaching of the gospel to go on in that locality. And he wanted to intimidate the preacher and say, you have to deal with me first 
before you can have a revival. But God has done an orthodox thing. They shall lay hands on the sick. Hallelujah. I don't encourage a violence. But in this scenario, there are, you know, there are exceptions. This preacher dealt with the bully, and the bully was saved that night. So what does it mean? We will never bow down to Satan. We will never respect the devil's terms. Somebody's going to have to say amen to that. And sometimes we that the Son has set free and are free in it, hope of other people is resting solemnly on our shoulders. If we chicken out, it destroys a lot of people. But this morning, by grace, and with the unction of the Holy Spirit, I say no retreat, no surrender. We're going to have to do whatever it takes to make sure that the Satan grip is loosened. Are you still with me? And Satan's grip shall be loosened. Do you believe that the world is under a grip of Satan? Do you believe that young people are under a grip of Satan? Even churches are under the grip of Satan. But this morning by grace, there is a special breed of people upon the face of the earth they are not under the devil's grip. And this morning, if the, the devil has held you and has only arrested you in his grip, this morning, by grace, by the time we are done, he will loosen that grip. Uh, hallelujah. Sometimes he doesn't hold you. He holds what you love dearly. But by the time we come to the end of the service, Satan has got no choice whatsoever. We will make sure that his grip is loosened. Are you here, church? The Bible says, These signs shall follow them. In my name they shall cast out demons. What, what is he talking about? There shall be people that will possess God's power and they shine the devil under subjection. Are you here this morning? And maybe even before I get into my notes, you've got no business in proving anything to the devil. I'll repeat that. If the devil says you are short, you are not going to pretend that you are tall. Remain how you are. If the devil says you can't run, you don't run for the devil. Keep on walking. Whatever you do, you are not going to do it on the devil's terms. You've got nothing to prove to the devil. I say you've got nothing to prove to the devil. Can I get an amen on that one? Because a lot of times our unhappiness, we are robbed of our happiness because we spend most of the time trying to prove this and that and prove this and that to the devil. It's not your business to prove anything to the devil. He says to Jesus, if you are the son of God, why don't you just fall and the angels will catch you? Did Jesus fall? No, sir. He will never do anything on the devil's terms. Jesus never had to prove one thing to the devil as to whether he was the true son of God or not. He just had to be a son of God. And this morning you've got nothing to prove to the devil. You just be who you are. I say you just be who you are. If the devil says there is nothing, forget it. You are the devil's answer for the hour. You are the one that is intimidating the devil for the hour. Yes. 
Can somebody say amen to that? And don't ever try to impress the devil. Now, the prophet comes in this message, perfection. Paragraph 2, 7. He says, now this great chain explains how people now came into this grip of Satan. It says, now this great chain of perfection was broken by time and space because we come from eternity and now we are in time. We are not the creatures of time. We are the creatures of eternity in time. Don't forget that. We are not the creatures of eternity, of time in, from eternity. We are creatures of eternity in time. Amen. Now, this great chain of perfection was broken by time space. Time came because of sin. And remember, what is sin? Sin is unbelief. Let's draw a picture of time. I'm going to have a diagram shortly there. Let's see a perfect cycle forever, forever. Then all of a, all of a, all of a once, sin dropped in. And my wife calls it a little hickey, hickey, or a little drop in the chain. So it comes down now, eternity continues on, but it's not in its perfect condition. Here's a little gap comes down breaks over this way and goes out this way, God had to do that because Satan caused it. And it dropped it down to a space of time for the trying. That's why you bypassed your theophany in order to be tested here. So it dropped down to a space of time for the trying and the perfecting and for the purging of the lost. God, by his sovereign grace, might someday lift that little hickey or gap back into the perfect cycle, then she rolls on just the same. You see it. Now time, now time is this little loop. It loops down. Jesus was from eternity to eternity. But he stepped into this time space and was made flesh and came through here in order to sanctify or put a streak of blood across this place to redeem it and connect it back with God again for all eternity. You see it, that's all time it is. Bring the diagram so that they've got an idea. So eternity is like a cycle, has got no beginning and has got no time. Now the hickey or little gap that dropped down and he calls it, that space, he calls it time. Are you with me? And it's represented by the red dots that you see on the screen. Cycle representing eternity and that little drop representing time. Now Jesus is from eternity to eternity but he's into time because the redeemed are lost in time and had to be rescued in time. But even those that are redeemed, that are in time, they are not a product of time, they are the product of eternity. 
The difference between them and Jesus is that they bypassed the theophany and Jesus never bypassed his theophany. That's why in this form he could remember all things. Are you still with me? So you are from eternity, then you stepped down into time. So Brother Brown said, now eternity is no longer in its perfect condition. Jesus came and dropped into the body of time and he went all the way to Golgotha and he was hung on the cross and he was crucified. And it says the beginning of the life of Jesus was in a tiny blood cell. And it says that blood now became a human being. And it says now on the cross, that Roman soldier took a spear and pierced by his side. That means that blood cell was burst open. Yes. Now the blood came from that blood cell. And the blood, the purpose of the blood was so that Jesus can come and sanctify that gap in order to pull people from time back into eternity. And that's why it is very symbolic how he died on the cross with one hand, you know, he stretched which means it was represented, it was symbolic that as a body of time, he held one string of eternity and held another string of eternity and closed that gap. And you and I were in him and he went back into eternity and he closed that gap in order to make you and I the creators of eternity. So we are in time, but we are not of time. And our problems are of time. They are not of eternity. Anything that troubles you is a product of time. But you were there before that headache. You were there before that heart trouble. You were there before that trial. Because you are the product of eternity. Am I addressing people from eternity? And by so doing... Jesus Christ, he spilled his blood on the cross. He liberated every man and every woman from their sin. I say he broke the yoke of sin. He broke the chain of Satan. That people that were once bound, today we can preach the good news and say you are no longer bound. But he that the Son has set free is free indeed. And this morning is not a, a statement. It's a reality of the matter. He that the Son has set free is free indeed. And by the time we are done, you will understand what are we free from. We are free from a lot of things. Hallelujah. I say we are free from a lot of things. There are certain things that the devil will wear, but they will never stick. I say they will never stick. Now, it speaks here, because whenever we speak about a man and a woman, we speak about Christ and the church. And it says in the King's Man Redeemer, 4-7 is paragraph. It says, when a man loves a woman and marries her because she's just pretty, brother promise, hear me and hear me well. When a man loves a woman and marries her because she's just pretty, there will be an end to her. But when a man finds a woman that he loves and doesn't know why, but he loves her, and she finds a man that she loves, no matter what he looks like, and no matter how he po his pocket looks like. Hallelujah. And he loves her, she loves him. That's an eternal mate in glory. Hallelujah. Death or no nothing else 
can ever separate them. Because they are from eternity. We speak about Christ and the church. Death separates you from Christ. Hallelujah. Because you and Christ are from eternity. You, you love him, you can't explain him. You explain it. That's why Brother Bram said, even if he was to throw me into hell, I'm still going to love him. Yes. We don't love him because we want to avoid hell. We love him unconditionally. Yes. Even if he throws us into hell and we've got something in the depth of our soul to love with, we're still going to love him. Yes. Folks of God, we don't love God because he's a father Christmas. That's why the devil gets confused. We love him during easier times. We love him during difficult times. We all love him when we have. We love him when we are broke. We love him when we are sick. We love him when we are healthy. We love him when we are living. And we love him when we are dead. Our love for the Lord Jesus Christ is unconditional. Are you still with me? It says death, no, nothing can ever separate them. Because they are from eternity and they step out in the space of time and will return back to eternity. It's an affirmation. Will return back to eternity. Folks, there is no power from this earth that will withhold us from returning back to eternity. Uh, brother, maybe you have not heard me and you'll hear me. I said there is nothing that is going to hold us from returning back to eternity. We come from God and to God we shall return. From the little demon to the highest demon, nothing shall prevent us from returning back to our place of origin. Even the devil himself can never stop that move. Are you still with me? He says eternity has dropped down in, in the body. You are eternity. Eternity is in you. If you remember last Sunday, everything that you need is already in you. Eternity has dropped in a body called time. It goes right back into eternity again. It cannot perish. Which eternity? The eternity in you cannot perish. I will say it one more time. God will never lose any of us. Yes. When all is said and done, we shall be accounted to fall. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. Let's come to this perfect faith. And now, in the swing of summer, you'll bear with me. Amen. It says perfect faith. 114. You have gone before me. Perfect faith. Or before we get there. No. It's me that is going before you, brother. My apologies. The approach to God. 114. The prophet says. And we want to paint a picture of this grip. Christ never makes Christ never makes you lose your mind. Have you heard people say religion will mess you up? Religion will make you lose your mind. 
And I agree with them. Religion will mess your mind. But Christ won't mess your mind. Because there is a difference between religion and Christ. Stay away from religion. Stay away from religion. It is a very dangerous drug. Doesn't make you sober. But come to Christ, then you've got the sobriety of mind. Christ never makes you lose your mind. He gives you your mind after you've lost it. It's the devil that makes you lose your mind. It's a demon, the maniac of Gadara. When he met Jesus, he was restored to his mind, his right mind. And a man without his right mind, no matter how much intellect he has, he's still not sane yet. A man without knowing Christ is nothing, nothing more hardly himself than a brute. For passions and lust, he would throw the baby out of a mother's arms and ravish her because of his own beastly lust. A man without Christ is not in his normal senses. And in this generation, the only thing that can restore a man his rightful mind is the Lord Jesus Christ. Outside Christ, you are not sober, my brother. And you can never be trusted. That's why today we don't trust uncles anymore. Hallelujah. They've become, they've become a, a, an epicenter and a pandemic of child abuse. Are you still with me? But praise be to God. We've got men that are sane. I say we've got men that are sane. And the sanity that they get, they get it from Christ. Are you still with me? All put together. Perfect faith. Paragraph 114. He says, So when a man lives by faith and walks by faith, I mean substance faith, he is isolated from the entire world and becomes a new creature in Christ. A new all appetites are gone. All attitudes are gone. All lusts are gone. All sinful ways are gone. Everything of the devil is gone. There now, you are getting into bright material. You are getting into rapturing condition now. So before you get into the rapturing condition, you must have your right mind. And the restoration thereof come by you submitting to Christ. And the second thing, you must live by faith and walk by faith. And you must be isolated from the world and the things of the world. The things of the world can have a grip on you. I see wealthiness can have a grip on you. Hallelujah. Then you become a new creature. Then you get into... A bright material. And once you become a bright material, then you get into a rapturing faith. Are you still with me? 
question and answers 105. He says, don't pay attention to what the world has got to say. Don't pay attention to what the world has got to say. You walk with God. If trials come up, you walk with God. If sickness strikes, you walk with God. If you go broke, you walk with God. Whatever you happens, you walk with God. And the more you walk with God, you become unconscious of the world. And the influence of the world has got no hold over you. Don't pay attention to what the world has got to say. Look what God has got to say. This is the word of God. This morning, we don't care about the opinions of the world. But we care about what the word says. Are you still with me? We don't care about the devil's report. We care about God's report. Are you still with me? This is the word of God. We have to build it according to this blueprint. Because he said to Peter, A this rock I will build a church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. Prevail, it means there will be a wrestling, but it shall never prevail. Amen. Everything else will take place. He showed the gates of hell would be against it, but it will not prevail. The people thinking they can stop it. You cannot stop the sun quicker. You can't stop it. God has ordained it to move on. This maybe let me bring it to an individual level. The devil can never stop you. I say hell can never stop you. And the gates of hell will try to prevail against you, but they will never prevail. And thou says Jesus Christ himself. There will be a lot of things that come your way. But brother, when all is said and done, you're going to overcome. Because if you get defeated, that means God is defeated. And God has got no bone of defeat in him. And if God has got no bone of defeat, a believer has got no bone of defeat. That's why we are not afraid of the devil in whatever shape and in whatever form. Forward you go. This gospel shall never be stopped. This message shall never be stopped. Even hell itself can never stop this message. I say demonic forces can never stop this message. I say demons can never stop this message. Ancestral spirits can never stop this message. National spirits can never stop this message. No matter what principality is there, nothing shall stop this message. When God sent the word, it shall accomplish what it was sent for. And it shall never return to him void. And today I say, devil, if you say God is a liar, I am an evidence that God is not a liar. Somebody in the audience can say that. And say, if you say God is a liar, the devil, you are a liar. How come I'm here? How come I'm here in 2022? You put some parameters, but I broke the parameters. You put some limitations, I broke the limitations.
limitation. The church of God is unstoppable. No demon can stop us, brethren. And this morning, by grace, I say, house of hell, give way. Listen the grip, house of hell. These people are not your property. They are God's property. The devil, we belong to you. We don't belong to you. We belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, may the Holy Ghost help me this morning to renounce Satan and to renounce his power and to abolish his plans in the name of Jesus Christ. I said the church is unstoppable. I've observed in recent weeks, God has answered your prayers in this church. How many are witnesses to that? Therefore, I can say God is not dead, but he is alive. And Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I'm here this morning. You are unstoppable. You are invincible. You are unmovable. You are unshakable. You are indestroyable. Why? Because you are the bride of Jesus Christ. Oh, the devil is in trouble. Can you stop it? Rome have tried. It failed. Catholic tried. It failed. Modernism tried. It failed. Political power tried. It failed. Denominationalism tried. It failed. It shall keep on moving. Are you still with me? Now, Brother Brown speaks about the wounded, the message of a wounded dove. He speaks about how the Germans had besieged the American armies and had pinned them down. They had no way out. They knew that unless something happened, they were going to be massacred. There was no way out until one of the American soldiers remembered, I've got a mascot, which is a pigeon. And a pigeon is an, they use it in war to communicate messages. And they took that pigeon and they put the message and tied it on its leg. And it was sent to the headquarters. Bring the reinforcement. If you don't do that, we are going to be massacred. And they put it on the pigeon. And the pigeon took off. And the prophet says, when German soldiers saw what was happening, they saw the pigeon taking off. And it says, one of them with a 30 caliber gun, he shot at it. It said it ripped its, its wing. And it says, that pigeon, because they would keep one here and keep the partner back home, it had to go home. Because it was not complete in the war zone. And bleeding, broken, bruised. But it kept, Brother Ben said, kept on climbing. Hallelujah. The bullet could not stop it. The wound could not stop it. The bruise could not stop it. The bleeding could not stop it. It kept on moving. 
And as it moved and it disappeared and it reached home and delivered to the message. And Brother Brim said there is another dove that stepped out of the corridors of eternity that went all the way to Golgotha that was bruised and broken. Hallelujah, that was beaten, that was shamed. But yet the message, and he stood on the cross, broken as he was, and he muttered to this profound words, it is finished. What is finished? The debt has been paid. What is finished? has been forgiveness. What has been finished? Sickness can now be healed. Sinners who were bound by Satan, now they can proclaim, we are free. That is the message of the wounded dove. And that's the message that I want to deliver to you. We are free. I say, we are free. From the grip of Satan, we are free. From the influence of the world, we are free. From denominationalism, we are free. From hell, we are free. Oh, this morning, help me to scream at the top of my voice. We are free. You can can say it one more time. We are free. The devil must hear that. We are free from superstitions, from witchcraft, from fear, from every demonic activity. We are free. Hallelujah. Do you hear me this morning? Do you hear me this morning? I'm sounding a jubilee trumpet. We are free. you you are doing it very well let's try it one more time we are free Satan we are free demons we are free whatever spirit is there we are free not the angels we are free now you can walk with your chest out Hear me, brother. Amen. This is beyond you. Yeah. You will never fail. Yeah. I don't care what happens. Yeah. I don't care how squeezed you are. Yeah. You will never fail. Yeah. I'll repeat it one more time. Yeah. I don't care what messages the devil is bringing. You will never fail. Thou says the scriptures. Oh, here this morning. Forward we go. I said, forward we go. Backwards never. I said, forward we go. Hallelujah. The Egyptians that you see, you shall see them no more. The Egyptians that you see. You shall see them no more. We are free. Can somebody say amen to that? We want we want to loosen the grip of Satan and Satan let go. He's got no choice, he must let go. Satan, let go of the church. Satan, let go of marriages. Satan, let go of our young people. 
said to let go. That's my message this morning. I said that's my message this morning. He must loosen the grip. Does somebody believe what I'm preaching? Does somebody feel liberated? Where there is a spirit, where there is liberty, they are liberated. Are you with me this morning? The great and mighty conqueror. He says, I was happy. The Jubilee is on. The Jubilee. Hallelujah. Not just for Sunday. Even tomorrow is going on. Even on Tuesday is going on. Even at the wet blessings is going on. It's not just a sermon on Sunday. It's going on. A jubilee for eternity in glory. Angels are singing. Oh God, to the church, triumph is singing. The joy bells are ringing. Souls that were once condemned to death and to die and go to the devil's grave. The devil has been conquered. Death has been conquered. The grave has conquered. Sickness has been conquered. Superstition has been conquered. Malice has been conquered. Hatred has been conquered. Self-style has been conquered. Everything has been conquered. I say everything. Everything else has been conquered. Even that demon that was irritating you, it's included here. Even that demon that has been troubling your family, it's included here. Even that worry that kept you awake, it's included here. Every fear is included. Everything has been conquered. Do you believe this, folks? So we don't operate by what if. No. There's a better what if. What if you die? What if you live? What if you get sick? What if you get healed? What if you die? What if you resurrect? What if you get defeated? What if you overcome? What if you fail? What if I I succeed? It depends what you focus on. But this morning, hear this preacher. Everything has been conquered. When? This morning. Every spirit has been conquered. Do you believe that? Prophet says, Peter Ho, 181. He says, One time, I was his property. (laughs) Hallelujah. One time, his property. 
He may still have memories of you being his property. He may still have feelings attached to you being his property. But this is in the past tense. One time I was his property. But not now. Uh, Hallelujah. Not now. Satan must hear that. Not now. Yes, yesterday. Yesterday, yes. Yesterday, yesterday, I might have been his property, but not now. You know, you need to draw a line in the sand and say, until this far, Satan, no beyond this line. Yes, you disorientated me until this far, but not beyond this point. What time I was his property? How many remember the time when you were in the devil's pawn shop? Hallelujah. One time I was his property, but not now. One time that little woman was his property, but not now. See, he came to lose the grip of it. He loosened the grip of sin, of Satan, upon my life, upon your life. And now we are no longer his. There's been a change of ownership. (laughs) Have you ever gone to a place and you find that they've put a sign under new management? And you walk into the new owners and you say, Hey, you owe me money. And the new owner says, Excuse me, what are you talking about? And he goes into the person and says, I bought this business. Not as an ongoing concern, but I bought it and every debt can never counter to this new entity. Are you still with me? Then you put a sign under new management. This money, there are souls in the building and there is a big sign under new management. Under new ownership. The old sins don't apply anymore. The old debt has been settled. And when the devil comes knocking, he says that you don't belong here. It is under new administration. One time, that little woman was his property. But not now. He came to lose the grip of it. He loosened the grip of sin, of Satan, upon my life, upon your life. Now, we are not his. Have you often heard me say in prayer, take your hands off God's property. And this morning, he can hear me one more time. Take your hands. Take your dirty hands. Take your filthy hands. Take your evil hands of God's property. They are not your property. Young one, hear me and hear me well. You are not the devil's property. And this morning, by grace, I can say one more time. Satan, get your hands off our young people. They are not your property. They are God's property. I will repeat one more time. Satan, get your hands off our marriages. They are not your property, but they are God's property. Sisters, are you here? David, get your hands off our husbands. 
property. They are God's property. Are the husbands here this morning? Satan, get your hands off our wives. They are not your property. They are God's property. And hear me as a pastor this morning. Satan, get your hands off this church. It's your property. It's God's property. Oh, we are losing the grip of Satan. I saw a man. He had gone to the zoo. And he was busy playing with a gorilla. But he didn't know that the gorilla could be able to get its hands out. And he got the hands out and it slashed him. And it grabbed him. And the more he wanted to, to move, the more it held family. Hallelujah. But you know what is happening in the zoo? Once it has grabbed you a lot, they come with what we call a shocker. And they shock its hands. And it has to let go. And the Holy Ghost is here. It may have gripped your life. It may have gripped your family life. It may have gripped every area of your life. But the Holy Ghost is here. Which is God's shocker. And as soon as he's pointed towards the end, he gets shocked. And this morning the devil is shocked. And he's got to let go. I say he's got to let go. Shock him. See, brother, like he gave a testimony of how they say ancestral spirit is coming after him. Brother, it will never get hold of you. Hear me and hear me well. Walk with Christ. Be unconscious. Be unconscious of the spirit. Walk with Christ. You know why they made it like that? They're working on the mind. Because the devil works on the mind and God works on the heart. If somebody say, be careful, all of a sudden now you begin to be suspicious of things that you should not be suspicious about. At night there is just a sound, all of a sudden say, did I, did I really hear well? When you are sleeping you see a human form. What's happening? The devil can get you into a state of hallucination. That's what superstitious, superstitions do. Yeah. They get you into hallucination. Yeah. Have you ever seen that in the, even the village where the people are afraid of witchcraft, drunkards are not afraid? Yeah. Tell me, have you ever seen a bottle store closing? They say, be careful of witches. Yeah. Oh, they walk out yeah. drunk. Yeah. The drunkards are more free than people that go to church. Yeah. But this morning... But this morning we are drunk in the spirit. And we are not afraid of anything. No witchcraft can get us. I said no witchcraft can We are unreachable. We go where we cannot, where you think we can never go. When a drunkard is drunk and you give him food, does he think that you have put something? He just chows. And when we are drunk in the spirit, I come to your house, I don't care what is in the food. In the name of Jesus Christ, they are sanctified. I eat them. We are afraid of nothing. Are you with me? The grip of Satan is being loosened. Yeah. 
I had somebody in the message, and she bought a piece of furniture, and she said she was looking at it, and then it changed into a snake. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Imagine your iPhone 14 changing into a snake. I say, she didn't love that piece of furniture. If you really love it, and it changes to a snake, you really look again and say, do you know how much it cost me? throw it because you didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, but after church, if you go to a car and you change it to a snake, are you going to say, oh, sister, we're not going home. Up here. Oh, no, you say, we will wait. It has to go, come back and be a car I came. Because that's my car. Are you with me? If your child turns into a snake, are you going to run? Oh, I'm going to say, my child, let me take a seat. If we stay here the whole night, you need to come back and be my child again. You run because you don't love those things. We are afraid of no witch in this church. I say we are afraid of no witch in this church. And if there is a witch in the church, hallelujah, that witch won't stay long. Will either repent or move out. This place has got a gray area. Either you are in or you are out. Brother, <laughs> you know, during COVID, they were saying you're sanitized. Né? Even after you shoot, I saw somebody. I shook his hand, he sanitized. I gave him money, he didn't sanitize the money. <laughs> so I said, well, my hands had a COVID, but my money does not have COVID. <laughs> Do you see how the devil can work with your mind? Hallelujah. But God has not given us the spirit of fear. He has given us the spirit of sound mind. We are not afraid of anything, folks. Everything has been catered for. You hear me, Tango? Ah, quando they are afraid of witches there? No. I worked there. You just leave me. Like a dry bread. I say yes. God takes care of me. If a cat is in the house, is in the yard, no problem. It's going somewhere. I'm higher than that cat. If a bird flies into the house, I'm higher than a bird. Imagine such a, a big muscle like man like me struggling to sleep because there is a bat. Even when I come to a church, I'm crying because of a bat. Oh, I've got bigger, I've got bigger. Hey, you hear me? Other people are worrying about which better business strategy to better their family. When are you worried about a bat? You don't sleep because of a bat. Oh, come on, man. And you are a message believer. No, 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 no. Let go of the spirit and be liberated. 
We are not afraid. Are you with me? One time, I was the devil's property. And when you are the devil's property, he can do whatever he wants to do. With you. Access is not denied. He can take you wherever he wants to take you. He can do whatever he wants to do with you. And you, sometimes you end up with regrets. And say, but why did I go there? Why did I do what I did? It's because the devil has got a grip on you. But once the, the grip is set free, uh, brother, lust cannot control you. Humanizing ways go. Every woman that you meet is like a man. The only woman is your wife. You just see a group of brothers. Sorry. Until people wonder, but this man, as cat couldn't go past him, but now he's a son. He's a redeemed son of God. He knows his identity. Things must take place at a certain level in his life. You know, you know, if you, you fo- if you follow with a woman, we would want to know who's this woman, so that we really look at her. Sit down, my fagas. You mean how? How I'm for? Because the son of God has got to gravitate high Because he's a man or a woman of substance. One time, we were the devil's property. But not now. He, say, he says, take your hands off God's property. Have faith to claim your own. That's your right. Take your hands off of her. Take your hands off of him. Faith will do it. And faith will annihilate every demon. And set every man and every woman free. Let's come to this. The deity of Jesus Christ. A lot of times we suffer because we don't know who we are. And when we don't know who we are, we live below our God-given privileges. And we become an errant boy of Satan where he can just send you around as he pleases because you don't know who you are. By the moment you know who you are, you stop and say, hang on. Are you aware of who you are talking to? I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. Be careful of how you speak to me. I can't do what you say I must do. Problem says the same power, that same Christ. Hallelujah. Let the fundamentalists, let them people who deny the power of God say it's wrong. But that same power that spoke the world into existence is in those people that's got the Holy Ghost. When? This morning. Where? In this church. Where are those people? Here are those people. That's right. Men and women, it's time that we found out who we are. 
The devil is trying to hide you back and tell you that you are some little cow down something. You are not. How many times the devil wants to diddle your stature and say, who do you think you are? Look at your family. Look at your background. Look at your nationality. Look at your agenda. Look at your pigmentation. Look at your class. Look at this. And he kept on looking at it until later he realized, I'm just nothing. And there is no, even on the natural, there is no better way to use and misuse a person than first to deal with their self-esteem. Once self-esteem is gone, brother, you become an empty shell. You can put the most expensive clothes, but still inside you feel insufficient. One remark, just one remark, if you are well-dressed and someone say, but these shoes don't fit you well, you get so broken. You even miss lunch and sleep early. And when you, when you are comfortable in your identity, when you are comfortable under your own skin, they can say whatever they say, but you know who you are, and you are comfortable about who you are, and you are not shaken about who you are, you keep on being who you are. And that this morning, I don't care what the devil might have said to you. If he told you you are some little cow down something, you are not. You are sons and daughters of God. And the deity is no longer in heaven. The deity is in you. So you've got to know who you are. Knowing who you are makes the devil's grip to be loosened. He that the son sets free is free indeed. God bless you. As we stand to our feet. As musicians come. There's a song, Stampanian, let's sing it. it. The blood of Jesus reaches to the highest.
Let us all, Lord, plant me on higher ground. And Brother Dipadi will wrap up in prayer for us. Amen. I'm praising on the upward way. You Father, thank you, Lord. We Jesus. thank thee, Lord. We thank you for the day that you have given us, mm. Heavenly Father. 
the power that you have given us to come to your house, Lord. As David of the old said, let us go into the house of the Lord. Mm. Because you know, at one stage he has met you, Father. Mm. And a person who has met Christ is never the same again. Father, here we are. We thank you for the revelation Mm. of this, our Heavenly Father. We say, Father, we were nothing, Heavenly Father. Where the devil's property, Heavenly yes. Father. Some of us, Heavenly Father, if things has to be said, Heavenly Father, mm. indeed people we can even say you are still not a believer. Yeah. But uh, Father, the, that uh, devil's grip, Heavenly Father, on our life is losing, Father. Yes. We are thankful this morning, Heavenly Father, for this message that we have brought, Heavenly Father. We know, Heavenly Father, now we are flying higher, Heavenly Father. Exactly. The altitudes of the eagles, Heavenly Father, mm. where the devil doesn't have grip on us. Exactly. Thank you and sustain us, Heavenly Thank Father. You, Father. Our family, Heavenly Father. Our jobs, Heavenly Father. Our children, Heavenly Father. Yes. Father, we claim everything that belongs that to us, Heavenly Father. We say, let the devil let go, Heavenly Father. Yes. On our properties, exactly. all these things, Father, we commit unto you. We say, Heavenly Father, Christ Jesus, come descend, Heavenly Father, and protect us, Heavenly Father. Yeah. Let us hold on. We see this world is falling apart, exactly. Father. We see the hour is no more. Mm. That's why the prophet in the 60s will say, Heavenly Father, it is later than we think. Exactly. Here we are, we are on the 20th century, Father. We say, Heavenly Father, time is no more. Mm. Protect us, Heavenly Father. At any time, Heavenly Father. Father, yes. the bride might be called Heavenly exactly. Father. And let us be in that number, Heavenly so Father. Far. Here are your children, Heavenly Father. Bless yes. each and every heart that is here, Heavenly Father. Some, Heavenly Father, could not manage to come, Heavenly mm-hmm. Father. We pray for them, Heavenly Father. Yeah. We say the devil, losing them, Heavenly Father. Yeah. We say the devil, they belong to Christ, Heavenly yes. Father. That's why we say we will meet them again, Heavenly Thank Father, when far. we gather again. Virtue has gone out of the pastor, Heavenly Father. He's laboring, Heavenly Father, so that he can feed the flock, Heavenly Mm. Father. We say restore, Heavenly Father. Give him power, give him revelation, Heavenly Father. Mm. All these things, Father, we commit unto you. And we ask for blessings on our way home, Heavenly Father. We ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we believe. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I told Satan this morning, Victory is mine. I told Satan healing is mine. And I told him rapture is mine. Can we sing that song? How many told Satan? Sometimes it needs to be told.
that number. Look for me on those golden shores. And keep me in the Malatian sight in heaven. Amen. How they sing. All right. In the right. I pelelela. It goes beyond the clouds. It's a it's an interdimensional travel. Thereafter, you you'll be dismissed and have a blessed week. Amen. I think if we say some of one, two, three with Brother Promise, I will bless them next week. Because you can hear the way he said, my fiance is here. <laughs> we must just finish up the process. Amen. Amen. Let's sing that one. Amen. God bless you. Yes.
Brother motherfuckers, I used to be alone here in the front. <laughs> but now he has cloned himself. Yeah, all right. Eh, Well, now I'm now I'm leaving. God bless you. I'll listen when I'm in the office because if they start while I'm here, I'm not gonna leave. God bless you. Have a blessed week. Shalom. Oh, 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 oh,